0: Please be seated. Most of the sermons I have heard about the Transfiguration rightfully focus on the glory of Jesus in his transfigured state. Others focus on the symbolic meaning of Elijah and Moses. Both are excellent places to start. Yet I cannot help but think about something less intellectual and much more mundane. What I have been speculating all week is how terrified I would have been if I were on that mountain with Jesus and the disciples. About the sheer fright the disciples themselves felt in the presence of so much metaphysical morphing happening in their presence. What it must be to glimpse two honored prophets, long deceased, being in conversation with Jesus Christ and the voice of God speaking from the clouds. If you visit early Christian churches depicting the transfiguration, everyone in those paintings appear with a certain stoicism. They seem almost bored with what is happening around them. This is partly due to the state of the arts after the fall of the Roman Empire. However, the witnesses to the transfiguration felt anything but boredom. They, of course, must have been perplexed, horrified, and at the same time astonished by the transformation of the well-worn robes of Jesus Going from gray to white How did the disciples even know who, Which was Elijah And who was Moses This reading sometimes creates more questions than answers But the important thing to remember Is that Jesus brought together the earthly and the divine On that mountaintop It is interesting, as interesting and meaningful those events are at the summit. I believe the expedition up is just as important. I cannot help but go back to the mountain and the journey up the disciples took that brought them directly into into contact with a watershed moment in the history of humanity, this is because I think going up the mountain in the Bible represents the spiritual journey we are all invited to take as followers of the One. Think of a time in your life when you decided to do something incredibly challenging or to take a leap of faith and trust God. This moment you are envisioning potentially took you on an unexpected journey. In many ways, it could have felt like you were climbing Mount Everest at first, but in the end, the journey probably changed how you saw yourself and maybe even made you a better person. The trip up the mountain to experience God is similar When I am upset, angry, or just don't feel like myself, I go on these long walks. I walk so long that before you know it, I am so far from home that I consider calling my wife to come and pick me up. <laughs> I always make a promise with to myself that I won't go this that far. At some point, that at some point I'm going to cut my losses and turn around sooner so I don't get stuck walking a long distance back, yet I rarely keep this promise. I walk forever until my head is clear and my feet are tired. I tend to feel better about everything. Then I walk back and the way home always feels better. Even when sometimes I am going against the wind. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that journeys are important. They are essential. The way up the mountain is often overlooked. But it is one of the most beautiful things we can do. I imagine what the journey for Jesus and the disciples looked like. Did Jesus chat with them and then transform himself? Or was the climb up the mountain somber and full of silence? Whatever the case may be, Jesus and the disciples felt unsatisfied with the answers the world was offering at a ground level. And decided that the best thing to do was to go up the mountain and be in the presence of God. No matter what the climb was going to look like, they knew that there was something special waiting for them on the summit. So they went. The answers at ground level often feel unsatisfactory. And even sometimes the church is afraid of asking people to feel and pray deeper. I wonder if we could chart the topography of our spiritual well-being. I am fearful that we might be below sea level. However, as Christians, we are asked time and time again to go to the summit during Lent. As many other Christians have gone before us, in this coming time of Lent, We are invited to practice self-denial, to sharpen our spiritual gifts and disciplines. I cannot think of a better time to begin the ascent up the mountain towards Jesus. I cannot promise you that the journey will be easy. We have no prizes for participants. But there is something to be earned for those who take it seriously. Again, the parallels between mountain climbing and spirituality are unavoidable, unavoidable. Like climbing, you need a plan, experts' help, and good equipment. During the season of Lent, I pray this church will provide all the provisions you may require. And again, I hope that this Lent, this building, that during Lent, this building and its people will play a support team role for you and this church, a base camp. I cannot begin to understand or comprehend what the transfiguration looked like. At the same way, I do not know what it is at the end of our own journey up the mountain. However, I am familiar with this climb up the mountain, one that I believe I have started and I suspect many of us have started already. The journey towards the summit will not be easy. Yet. I have complete confidence that Christ is with me, that he is with us. And staying at the at the ground level is not a real option. So just like when I am sad or disturbed, I plan to walk. And when it comes to my life as a follower of Christ, I plan to do the same. When I am happy, I am going to walk. And when I am sad, again, I will walk. Trusting that the end, at the end of my spiritual journey, I will witness the transformation, the transfiguration of Christ himself with these eyes of mine. Amen.